Harry of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. And if you are listening to the podcast because you missed us live, you can also send us questions on Facebook or Twitter. At SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT radio talk um not sure what's going on there we got a little bit of new stuff going on in the studio so you'll have to bear with us but <laughs> no, i think it, we're good now it's all good i mean we're just uh the studio that we've been in we we changed studios a, a few months ago because of covid and so there's some little quirks that we yeah. got to get used to but it's all good you doing okay today taylor i'm doing well yeah been yeah. out in the sun yeah it's been nice yeah yeah, it's been a nice day finally for yeah. a change, hasn't mm-hmm. it? Uh, it's a little different than it has been. Um, you know, I don't know the 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 news. If there's anything new, I think it's the same stuff yeah, that was going yeah. on yesterday. Mm-hmm. Although um, it was interesting that um, that uh, there was a United Nations address today. Uh, President Trump addressed the United mm-hmm. Nations and pretty much uh, just called out China, put it all off on them uh, as far as coronavirus mm. saying that we could have avoided a lot of this and uh, made some uh, and he talked about how even uh, the trade wars and all that stuff it was it was a pretty much in your face speech to china which i, I was surprised at um and then i saw uh, i don't know if you saw this but there was a uh, a uh, police officer in new york that was arrested on espionage charges. i saw that yeah that's crazy yeah he was arrested up there for um for helping out the chinese mm-hmm. government giving them intelligence and that stuff still goes on see a lot of people forget about all those things that are happening we get so caught up in kind of i guess the politics of mm-hmm. what's happening right now and there's a lot of international stuff still going on um there's still terrorism as mm-hmm. a threat out there and a lot of other things and so uh yeah this you know this election has it's more than just the values that we espouse although those are important but there's national security issues too um you know i don't know if you've been thinking much about uh the whole uh justice ginsburg thing uh everything and you know you think about what she stood for um and the way she impacted our decisions mm-hmm. for the court. And she was very, she was very outspoken. Although she did have a good friendship. She did show, uh, that you could be friends with somebody you disagreed with it, with Scalia. Yeah. Scalia was probably the most conservative justice mm-hmm. on the court at the time. And she was the most liberal Yeah, and they had a strong friendship. That's very Jewish. <laughs> I don't know if you know that, but in in uh, the, or I should say, it's very rabbinical. The rabbis 
would love to argue with people, and some of the people that they argued with the strongest they felt closest to because those people sharpened them. Mm. And I think we've lost an element of that in our country where we can't have passionate dialogue disagreeing with somebody without people saying that you're either a bigot or they attack your character. You you can't disagree on values without people attacking you personally. And, and that's a terrible place because, um, you only grow through the free discussion of ideas. Mm-hmm. And I, I really believe that that's a sad thing for our country now that we can't have those kind of that. Think, think about, you know, the Lincoln Douglas debates were eight hours long, mm. eight hours. Can you imagine the American people listening to eight hours of no dialogue <laughs> between two candidates for president? But now what you know what's going to matter most to people and what's really mattered most for the last i'd say 15 to 20 years sound bites mm-hmm. yep that's not significant content of debate like logical persuasion mm-hmm. and and literally we live in a culture now where uh people will say well i think that i'm this when scientifically biologically you know you can prove that they're not this but we have to recognize they are this because that's where our culture is Mm -hmm. that's where we've come to we i mean people can literally except we put limits on it and this is what kind of cracks me up like you and i couldn't say well i think i'm an nba basketball player (laughs) so i'm going to be on an i need to be on nba basketball we put limits on it yeah. We only apply it to sexuality a lot of times. Mm-hmm. But it's ridiculous when you stop and think about it on a pure face value. And we say, well, we got to be loving. We don't have to be loving to somebody who thinks they're a dragon and they, goes, or they go around on all fours and act like they're breathing out fire. We will call that person out and have them sent maybe to be psychologically evaluated. But that is the most loving thing to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. It's it's not loving to let someone, uh, you know, go on believing a fantasy. Um, and you know, now there's some, there's a, a level of you know, live and let live in America. But when it comes to, you can't do that, and that you must affirm something that you don't agree with. Yeah. Then you're starting to legislate people's hearts, and that's never a good thing. Well, it isn't, but. Uh you know, the truth is, this this um, week, during our SWAT meetings, by the way, if you're just tuning in, SWAT radio is uh, spawned out of the SWAT Bible studies here in Jacksonville, and SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. We unashamedly hold to the truth of God's Word uh, as our starting point and authority, and um, our, our core values include prayer, staying close to Him, engaging witnesses for impact in our culture. And um, th- this week I am uh, getting ready to speak on uh, as and share from uh, Hebrews 11 at our SWAT meetings this week about faith. And it's interesting that I was reading about Noah because mm-hmm. he's talked about it in there. And everybody knows Noah and the boat. But a lot of people don't think about Noah and the 120 years prior to the boat. Yeah. 
that he was building the boat. He was made fun of. He was taunted. And he lived in a very evil pagan culture. People think that we've really gotten evil today. Yeah. It was evil back then so bad God destroyed the whole world at the time with water, or at least life that was on the world. And think about Noah having to live in that. And I think sometimes we can feel pretty sorry for ourselves that we're living around vileness and evilness and and um, and people that don't honor God, they don't want God in their life. Think about Noah as he's preparing that boat and he's getting it ready and all the people making fun of him, laughing at him as a crazy old man. And he did that for 120 years. It shows the patience of God. And I think about the culture we live in today. Because when you think about whole the Netflix thing and mm-hmm. how the sexuality has grown so perverse, it's easy to just feel overwhelmed with it all. Yeah. But we got to remember that we're in a partnership with God if you're his, and we never are to depend on our strength. We just depend on his. And um, so, yeah, I, I, I was just thinking about that as I was preparing for this week, and Noah, he's such a... You know, a lot of times we just focus on the flood aspect of it and not the pre leading up to it. And I learned some things this week. I'm going to share next week on the radio and at the SWAT meetings that I've never, never considered before Mm. about how God's unfolding story was passed along from person to person and how we have what we call the Bible today. I mean, so many people just take this book for granted. Yeah. And the stories that are in there and people, I would, Lori and I, uh, one time we were in North Carolina at a church where the guys said, well, the old Testament, that's just some fables. A lot of that stuff oh. is just, and this is a pastor of a church sitting in a living room telling us, you know, that, yeah, not all, you know, a lot of those stories are fables. They're just, they're just used to illustrate a point. And there's a lot of people that believe that. Mm. And so, um, this week we're going to see how the stories were tied together as we look at the life of Noah and some other great guys like Enoch mm. and uh, Abel. E- Abel, you only know a little bit about him, but you know he's faithful. Yeah. Same with Enoch. There's not a lot said about him, but he was faithful. Um, and so we're going to look at those this week. But as we go through you know, this political process, never, never forget that the most important thing is that we're loyal to the king. Yep. And it's okay to speak the truth. None of us are perfect. We're all flawed and we make mistakes. And there may be times that in a heat of the moment you say something uh, that offends somebody, uh, you know, and, and if, if that's pointed out to you, own it and step back and, and just say, it doesn't mean we don't speak the truth, though. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the things that's happened in our culture is People accuse you of speaking bigotry and hatred if you speak God's truth. Yeah. And we can't shrink back from that. We live by faith. Just like Noah, for 120 years, he preached, judgment's coming, judgment's Mm -hmm. coming. And again, we can say clearly, judgment is coming for those that don't know Jesus. Yeah. And so uh, I hope you'll continue to pray for the leaders of our country and uh, pray pray for... uh, uh, the church to rise up and be who the church is supposed to be. And we hope that you'll stick with us. Uh, We will be back with more after the break. You're listening to SWAT radio. Stay tuned. 
If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. All My Hope by David Crowder. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us in the first segment, uh, we generally talk about the news of the day. And um, in talking about that, we were talking about uh, the friendship of uh, Scalia and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who are have both passed away now, and how they were ideologically the pillars of you know the right and the left's thought process, but that they still maintained a friendship and how it seems like now more than ever that we can't do that as a country. And I think that's something that, that we need to remember as Christians, that we need to be the example of how to, uh, you know, be speak the truth, but also um, be loving towards one another when we have disagreements. Um, because I think it's the church that's going to be able to uh, provide the country with uh, a, Example, like I said, an example of what uh, what we should be looking like, and uh, we're moving more and more towards two different peoples uh, with two different uh, stories that we tell ourselves, and that's a dangerous uh, place to be as a country. And as the church, we have an opportunity to um, tell the story of Christ and bring people uh, back or to that that story in that light. Um, so I just encourage you guys to. Uh, be thinking about that as you go about your day. We are going to be getting into Hebrews here in a minute. Um, and we talked a little bit yesterday about apostasy, and we're going to be talking about that uh, some more as we go along. We will. And, you know, here's the thing about apostasy. 
uh, apostasy is never final until you're in the tomb. Mm. So you can be an apostate and repent. Yeah. Um, the the problem is that if once once your life leaves you here, it's too late. Mm. And so um, I talked yesterday about Jonathan Kahn and some other people putting together this thing called the Return, the National and Global Day of Prayer. It's on Saturday. It's this weekend, September 26th, starting at 9 a.m. You can go to thereturn.org and pray about that. Uh, pray for our leaders. Pray for our country. And I want to thank Sergeant Moore, one of our listeners, for emailing in yesterday uh, to remind us about Yom Kippur. Mm. Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, is Sunday, uh, the evening of Sunday, September 27th until monday september 28th and the day of atonement is really the most important holy day in the jewish calendar and the faith uh the jewish faith it's really it it marks the culmination of a 10-day period of introspection Mm -hmm. uh calling really the people to to uh repent and to have their sins atoned for and the way they normally did that was they would have a lamb sacrificed for yeah. them and your sins would be forgiven for the whole year you know um so anyway the day of atonement uh is coming up so just remember that for our jewish brothers and sisters continue to praying that god would open their eyes to the messiah and um by the way jonathan khan who is putting together the return is a messianic pastor mm. and so uh, thank you uh, sergeant moore for sending in that reminder um for, for most people who are listening on this broadcast, you, you've heard of Billy Graham. And I mentioned yesterday Chuck Templeton and Braun Clifford, who were contemporaries of Graham. They all started off together back in the 1940s. And, you know, Billy Graham was just starting to preach to crowds. But Braun Clifford and Chuck Templeton preached to many more crowds than he did mm. at that time. In fact, uh, Billy Graham and Chuck Templeton were friends. They both worked together at Youth for Christ, and and they all were in their mid twenties back in the forties. And uh, one seminary president back then said Templeton was the most gifted, talented preacher in America, in all of America as a twenty five year old or mm. a twenty in his mid twenties. And so Templeton uh, was the one that people thought would be of the three the greatest. And then Bron Clifford was another young, gifted guy who was drawing so many crowds that people would wait three and four hours just to get into where he was preaching. Long lines of people to hear him preach. And uh, he, um, at 25, was uh, considered, again, one of the most influential preachers in America. National leaders would want to meet with him. Same way presidents wanted to meet with Billy Graham, Mm -hmm. they would want to meet with Bron Clifford. As a 25-year-old, I want you to stop and think about that. You're, what, 30, 31? That's six years younger than you are, and national leaders are wanting to meet with him. All three of them came out of the gate together like Olympic gold medalists, you know, running in a Mm -hmm. race. But most people have never heard of Chuck Templeton or Bron Clifford. Yeah, I haven't. You don't remember their memorial services. Mm-hmm. But you remember Billy Graham's memorial service that was televised all over the world. That's because Templeton and Clifford 
appear to be apostates. Mm. Uh, by 1950, only five years after he started preaching, uh, Chuck Templeton left the ministry to go into broadcasting with a radio broadcast, became a news broadcaster, telling the world that he no longer believed Jesus Christ was the Son of God. Mm. He became an atheist and walked away, and no, to, to, and nobody knows that he ever came back. So by all accounts, he died an apostate. Braun Clifford, um, by 1954, which was nine years after they started, he had lost his family, his ministry, and his health to alcoholism. Mm. He became an alcohol addict. Um, he, you know, he was financially irresponsible, left his wife and two children with Down syndrome uncared for left them penniless, not even able to take care of him because of his alcohol addiction. He died of cirrhosis of the liver at the age of 35. Wow. In a hotel, that a rundown hotel, like the kind you see out here on Phillips Highway sometimes, mm -hmm. on the edge of uh, Amarillo, Texas, and wouldn't even have had a casket if it hadn't have been for some pastors who banded together and bought him a cheap casket sent him back to the East Coast where he was buried in a pauper cemetery. No fanfare. Nobody remembered his life. All three of these young men started off in 1945 together, and only Billy finished. Why? Because in the Christian life, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. It's not what you say. It's what you do. You know, there was a recent survey that said that only one out of every 10 men who start ministry at the age of 21 end up serving him through their 60s. Mm. Only one in 10, they all fall away due to immorality, pride, discouragement, liberal theology, a love for wealth. I've seen it. I've seen many guys that I've watched over the last 25 years of ministry. Some of the greatest preachers, I mean, they you, you would just sit there and listen and they were mesmerizing in the way they would share the good news of Jesus only to fall away and some of them never to come back. So the question we have to ask ourselves is, are we apostate? Because there's two ways to be an apostate. Ron Clifford was one way. Chuck Templeton was another way. Chuck Templeton was an apostate because he knew all the truth and just outright rejected it. Ron Clifford knew all the truth, and he rejected it too, but he said he believed it. It doesn't matter what you say. It's what you do because what you do ultimately betrays what you really believe. Mm. And so both those men were apostates, apparently. Only God knows if they were. We don't know what happened in the very last moments of their life. Hopefully one of them had or maybe both of them had a thief-on-the-cross moment. We don't know. But the writer to the book of Hebrews wanted to make sure, one, that the remember we're, Hebrews was written to three groups of people. The first group was a group of uh, Jewish people who had left the Jewish sacrificial system to follow Jesus because Jesus was the new covenant, the new priest. They left that. They were all in, but they were struggling. And so he writes them to encourage them and help, tell them to hold fast. There was a second group who were 
intellectually bought into Jesus, but they were not all in. Those are the ones that are in danger of apostasy. The, the, the first group, he's just encouraging them, giving them a warning sign, and, and the Spirit's going to keep encouraging them and bringing them back. But that second group, they don't have the Holy Spirit inside of them yet. Mm. They're not regenerate. They just merely know all the facts about Jesus. The Holy Spirit has illuminated it to them to know enough to receive it, but they've not yet been regenerate. And the third group still trying to figure it out. Well, there's a lot of groups two and three in the American church. And as we sit and think about who Jesus is and what he's done, a lot of people believe that because they agree with the facts about Jesus they and they think it's a good thing, that that secures them forever into the family of God, and it doesn't. The only thing that secures anybody in the family of God is the Holy Spirit regenerating them from the inside out. That's by God's grace, and here's the key word, through faith. The faith is the belief that produces an action in the life. Mm -hmm. So what you place your faith in, if it's alcohol, if it's drugs, if it's your job, if it's your family, if it's your mother, father, husband, wife, children, it doesn't matter. If it's anything other than Jesus, it's misplaced and you're in danger of apostasy if you've never allowed the Holy Spirit to regenerate you. And that's what he's trying to get across to the people here in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 26 through 39. And he lays out in verse 26 the definition of apostasy and then 26 uh, down through, um, he, he, uh, sorry, 26 down through about 30, he lays out the perils of apostasy and then 32 through 39, how to be protected from apostasy. So when we come back from the break, we're going to look at the definition of apostasy, what it really means, uh, to know the truth. And we're going to look at an example from that, from scripture, uh, when we come back and what, what, why a person is a true believer and why somebody's not, what, what distinguishes those two things. Does that make sense? Yep. So stick with us. We will be back with that after the news. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, a store and window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal trucking, as well as Jeff Andrews of highway to eternity ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug at SWATradio.com. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the <coughs> handle. That's at SWAT Radio Talk. And you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. By the city lights, my world from a mile high. Best seat in the house tonight. Touchdown in the cold black top. Hold on for the sudden stop. Breathing the familiar shock of confusion and chaos. All those people going somewhere. Why have I never cared? Give me your eyes for just one second Give me your eyes so I can see Everything that I keep missing Give me your love for humanity Give me your arms for the broken hearted The ones that are far beyond my reach 
Anyone who has set aside the law of Moses dies without mercy on the evidence of two or three witnesses. How much worse punishment do you think will be deserved by the one who has trampled underfoot the Son of God and has profaned the blood of the covenant by which he was sacrificed and has outraged the spirit of grace? For we know him, we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. When it says it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God, I don't think it's talking about like he's got the whole world in his hands kind of a moment. Mm -hmm. I think he's talking about judgment there. And a lot of people seem to blow off the judgment of God. I mean, I've heard people even make jokes, comedians on TV, like late night news host, you know, well, I guess I'm just going to hell. We're going to have mm. a party there. It ain't going to be no parties yeah. in hell. There will be no parties. There's no love there. There's no hope there. There's no help there. It is eternal anguish, eternal pain to an extent you've never experienced eternal loneliness to an extent you've never experienced. So the question that we come back to Actually, a few questions that we need to think about as we look at this issue of apostasy is when things get tough, because of our love for Jesus, do we hold fast? Do we compromise? Do we turn away? When we go through difficult times, one of two things happens. We either pull in closer to him or we push him away. We either hold on tighter to him or we run away from him. Yeah. Now, if you run away and then run back after a temporary time away, that's not apostasy. I mean, you're acting apostate, but Mm -hmm. still, uh, true apostasy means receiving the full knowledge of who Jesus is and then rejecting him. And that's what is defined in verse 26a, the first part, If we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, he's talking about voluntary, habitual, 
patterns of unrepentant sin. And and to go down that road means that you you don't care what God wants you to do. You don't care that um, that God sent his son to die on the cross. You read that later where we spurn what he did because all we want is to have our sins forgiven. We don't really want to be in a relationship with God. And that's part of the, I think, the issue for the American church is that a lot of people have been brought up believing that the primary message of the gospel is to get me on a train going to heaven. Mm. The primary message of the gospel is to deliver me from just the penalty of my sins and not the actual sinful attitudes and choices that I make. But it's to bring you in and to conform you to the image of Christ. And we uh, discussed last week and we discussed even uh, yesterday about Melchizedek being the king and priest. He's not just a priest. He's a king. And and we are his subjects. We uh, Paul says he's bought us. We've been bought with a price. And so the writer to the Hebrews is trying to convince these people, please listen, don't make the mistake of willful, habitual, voluntary patterns of unrepentant sin, planned, continuing rebellion against the Most High God. Don't harden your heart. Instead, when you have moments of weakness, when you have sins of ignorance or reactive sins, confess them, repent, and come back. And we see two examples that are very, very clear in Scripture of an apostate in Judas Iscariot and a sinful person who repents in Peter. And I mentioned yesterday, I think, Second Timothy 2.12 that says, if we deny him, he will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. Well, Peter was the one who was faithless, Mm-hmm. Even though he denied him, he ultimately gave his life for him. The perseverance is the key. And so uh, the apostasy definition is to know the truth and then turn your backs on Jesus permanently uh, to reject it. And again, there's two ways to do that. You can reject it outright like Chuck Templeton did, or you can reject it uh, what I call covertly or indirectly. You say you believe it, but your life indicates otherwise like a Braun Clifford and First um, John 3, 9 says this, No one born of God makes a practice of sinning, for God's seed abides in him, and he cannot keep on sinning. Why? Because when God plants the Spirit in you, that Spirit is conforming you to the image of Christ. And so when you sin, you come back to the cross, you come back to a sacrifice, it humbles you, and the Spirit continues to mature you and you have growth. Show me anything in the animal kingdom, in the plant kingdom, in anything where there's life, in a period, a long, long period of time, let's say 10 years, where there's no growth, and what do you have? Mm, Something that's not alive. Something that's dead. That's right. It's dead. If there's no growth. So in your life, if you can't look back over the last, let's say, let's be generous, let's say five years. And there's no growth in your life. The best case is you're spiritually sick. Worst case is you're spiritually dead. 
And the call to the Hebrew church is the same call God extends to you today. Repent, turn, turn from letting yourself lead your life and, and taking the knowledge that God has given you, repent of that and receive Christ. Let him come in and change you. And you read the perils of apostasy. We talked about the definition in verse 26, the second part on through 31. He lays out what are the dangers, like what, what are the results of apostasy? And the first one is in verse 26b when he says, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. So imagine every sin you've ever committed, thought, deed, omission, commission, whatever, all those sins are not able to be atoned for if you if you reject Christ. And and so if you don't have your sins atoned for, as far as God's concerned, that means you can't be in a right relationship with God. That means you have no access to God, and that means you're going to spend the rest of your life wandering around without peace with God. And you will try to fill that peace with many different things. Hebrews 6, 4 says it's impossible in the case of those who've been enlightened to get forgiveness for their sins if you reject it. And that's what he's talking about. And verses 27 through 31 lays out that that leads to judgment and wrath. He says there no longer remains a sacrifice, verse 27, but a fearful expectation of judgment a fury of fire. You know, I can remember there were times that when I was in the FBI, we would arrest people and they would think, I ain't going to jail. I ain't going to jail. I ain't going to jail. Tell you all while they're in jail waiting trial, they're not going to be guilty. They're not going to be guilty. And then they go to trial and the judge slams that gavel. Their whole attitude changes when the gavel comes down with the sentence. Mm. But before that, they're arrogant before that. They think they've got it all worked out. They don't think there's evidence there. Listen, for you people who might be listening out there who are not in a right relationship with God or you say you are but your lives don't reflect it because you've willfully continued to lead your own life apart from his leadership, you are amounting evidence every day. Imagine a video cam of your mind every day. Every day since you've been on the planet, recording every thought, every deed, every, you know, thing that you were supposed to do and you rationalize why you didn't. Do you know we're supposed to be witnesses for Christ? When's the last time that you really shared the gospel with somebody, even your testimony? When's the last time that you loved your enemy? When's the last time you prayed for your enemy? I mean, when you start thinking all the commands of Scripture that we fail on— and that amasses up to all these thousands and thousands of sins and, and offenses of against Almighty God. And it says his wrath is going to be distributed to those who don't have Jesus. And not just Jesus in name, but who have been regenerate, who are part of God's family. Because it's only when you've been regenerate that God sees us through the lens of the Holy Spirit and Jesus' sacrifice. So when we come back, we're going to kind of further explore that a little bit more and talk about an example from Numbers and an example from Luke chapter 16. All right. All right. So stick with us. We will be talking more about that uh, after the break. We'd like to give a shout out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER, as well as all of you listening here locally. Stay tuned. 
This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. I pull, go back and forth, finding myself Pounding on a locked door I try to make it out alone without your help But I know I never win this war I can never be, never be free without you I can never be, never be me That is Freedom Hymn by Austin French. Uh, Welcome back to SWAT Radio. Uh, If you would like to weigh in on anything that we've talked about today, um, we've been talking about apostasy, and in the first segment we talked a little bit about the news of the day, um, specifically um, the news that's been going on for the past uh, weekend, over the weekend uh, of the passing of uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But if you have any questions or would like to discuss anything that we've talked about already, feel free to give us a call at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. We would love to have you uh, call in and give us your opinion. Uh, the fourth segment and the first segment, we really would appreciate you guys calling in because uh, we'd love to know what uh Or if you have a question, too. Yeah, if you have questions, yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons that we like doing this live. If you have a question... Um, to be able to ask and, and discuss uh, some of this stuff because, uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, I think, uh, teaching about these things where people think that they can lose their salvation. But, mm-hmm. you know, First John 2.19 says they went out from us, but they were not of us. You see, they were never part. They were, they were never regenerate. Mm-hmm. Um. If they had been of us, it says, they would have continued. The mark of a regenerate follower of Jesus Christ is perseverance. And and he brings that out. And, you know, I, I talked about the examples. One example 
from the Old Testament is back in Numbers chapter 15. He, he talks about anyone who set aside the law of Moses dies without mercy on the evidence of two or three witnesses. This is back in um, Numbers that when Moses put out the law, and most of us remember the laws, the Ten Commandments, the big moral ten, we call them, you know. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy who was out picking up sticks on the Sabbath day. And a group of Israelites observed him doing that, and they brought him to Moses and said, Moses, what do we do? Are we really going to kill this guy? He violated the Sabbath, but he was picking up sticks for a fire. Now, on the surface, that sounds so trivial why in the world would you kill a man because he was picking up sticks on a day that he was supposed to be resting? Mm-hmm. So they go to Moses. Moses goes to God. And you know what God says? He says, kill him. He says, kill him. I, I want to read it because I want you to hear it right from Scripture, what God said, the way it transpired, not you know just my little summary of it. Mm-hmm. But it's over in Numbers 15. And and Moses, the, the men approach Moses and here's what it, what it says in God's word. This is direct out of God's word, Numbers chapter 15, starting in verse 32. It says, While the people of Israel were in the wilderness, they found a man gathering sticks on the Sabbath day. Those who found him gathering sticks brought him to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation, and they put him in custody because it had not been made clear what should be done to him. Apparently, there were people that, said, man, we, we can't kill this guy for picking up sticks. And the Lord said to Moses, so this is coming from God. This is not a group of mob coming together saying this is what you do. This is God saying to Moses, the man shall be put to death. All the congregation shall stone him with stones outside the camp. And all the congregation brought him outside the camp, and they stoned him to death with stones as the Lord commanded Moses. So in Hebrews, the writer saying, if when somebody violated God's law, there was no mercy there, why do you think there'll be mercy here when you spurn God's sacrifice? Mm. And what he's saying there uh, in the scriptures is how much worse punishment is exactly what he says. Do you think will be deserved by the one who first of all spurned the son of spurned the son of God? So you dishonor God by dishonoring his son, first of all. Second, he says, profane the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified. So not only do you dishonor God, the blood of the covenant, he's talking about the cross. Mm-hmm. So there you're dishonoring the son and his sacrifice on the cross. So you dishonor God, you dishonor the son. And then the third thing he says, and has outraged the spirit of grace. That's the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. So he's saying... If a guy has no mercy in the Old Testament who violates the Sabbath by picking up sticks, how much worse do you think it's going to be for somebody who dishonors God by knowing that his son was beaten, suffered, and crucified for you? You know it. You know that's why he did it, and you reject it. And, and again, you don't have to reject it by saying, I don't believe it. You can reject it by saying, oh, I believe it, but it has no impact on your life because you never really believed it. Mm. That's, that, that is really sobering to me. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, people are going to go, well, you know what? I go to church. You know, I've been on mission trips. I give money Mm -hmm. to the church. I support Christian causes. You know, I'm a pretty good person. Let me remind you, back in Matthew 7, Jesus, when he was talking and teaching his disciples, he was talking about people who think that because of their acts, they are in a right relationship to him. No. He says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, is going to enter the kingdom, but the one who does the will of my father. It's not doing good acts. The, the, the evidence of, of regeneration in your life is being in a right relationship with God where his will is being obeyed in your life because he's your king. On that day, many are going to say, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name, cast out demons in your name, do many mighty works in your name? And he's going to say, depart. I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Good works can be lawlessness just as bad as immoral works. If it's not God's will. And, you know, we we in this country have been lulled sometimes, I believe, into uh, a sense of, well, you know what? I'm not that bad of a person, and I know about Jesus. I agree. And we what we do is we hear and we agree with the gospel. We see other people who've embraced it, and we appreciate their lives. And so we feel like groups two and three in the area around Rome by hanging around those kind of people that were in there Mm. and he's warning them. He's saying, no, no, that's not true. That's not true. Don't be an apostate. Repent. This is the fourth warning in this chapter. Remember the first warning in chapter two, don't drift from the message. The second warning in chapter three uh, is don't harden your heart. The third warning in chapter five and six don't waver. And now the fourth warning, don't become an apostate. And the apostate is somebody who knows the truth and then rejects it. And and it's a pretty stern warning. And I, I, I alluded to Luke chapter 16. There's a story there of uh, the rich man and Lazarus. Mm. And as, as this story goes, Uh, Jesus tells the story about the rich man and Lazarus, and there was a guy who had lots of stuff, and there was a poor man who uh, wanted to be fell just with what fell from the fed with what fell from the rich man's tables. The poor man died and was carried to Abraham's side. The rich man died and he was buried, and in Hades he was in torment. He was away from God. He was not a guy who was all in with Jesus and all in with God. And he called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I'm in anguish in this flame. And Abraham said, Child, remember that you in your lifetime, you received your good things. He said, Your good things. Mm. What you thought was best. And Lazarus, in like manner, bad things. But now he's comforted here, and you are in anguish. And besides all this, between us and you are a great chasm that has been fixed in order that those who would pass from here to you may not. In other words, there's no repentance available after your death. And that's a stern warning from Jesus. 
And he said, then I beg you, send him to my father's house to warn my brothers. He can warn them not to come to this place. If you know somebody that has passed on and they were not followers of Jesus, and and that's keeping you from following Jesus, don't let that keep you because if they could come back, they would tell you, just like this guy, don't make the same mistake I did, please. And he begged to go back, and, and, and he said, nope, nope. If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if somebody rises from the dead. Moses and the prophets symbolize, God, symbolize God's word. The peril of apostasy, the danger of apostasy is simply this that if you know the truth, you've heard it and you've rejected it either overtly by denying it or covertly by just not allowing it to really impact your life, you're in danger of the wrath and the judgment of God. That is not a place you want to be. So don't let another day go by without turning back to him and say, Father, I'm sorry. I don't want that. I don't even know everything it means to follow you. But starting today, I want to follow you. I want to know more about Jesus. You can email me at Doug at SWAT radio.com. I'm happy to respond to you and help you with some resources. But don't let another day go by without making that choice to really allow him to come in and change your heart. Amen. Uh, take that seriously. And we hope that you do reach out uh, to us. And that is at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug at SWATradio.com. Um, you have been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. You can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. And you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We'll see you then. Thanks for tuning in. If you missed a SWAT Radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening spiritual warriors.